Sunsets from the Hills, reconfigure your life, change your heart, and prepare you for all that God has destined you to be. Welcome to the Hills Church. So tonight I want to introduce Jesus. There are times when you teach with precepts, and there are times when you just demonstrate the Spirit. Where's Dekunle? Where's Dekunle? Molai just moved on. Molai just moved on. Ah, where's he? Dekunle Fuji. He's here. He stepped out. It's not true. He's not. He's not. <laughs> Don't trust him. If he says he stepped out, that means he's still in the hall. <laughs> Dekunle Fuji is my guy. Yeah. Eva, thank you. No, just sit down, thank you. It's been a long time since I heard this anointing. The last time I heard it, and the Lord qualified it for me, it was like 25 years ago. I was in this city. And I used to go to five, six meetings every Sunday before I would come and have my first meal. I eat last on Saturday at 10 a.m. and I don't eat again until after I'm fed on Sunday. Because if you are a part of the service, you can't afford to be absent. So I didn't have the luxury of standing up and going to the toilet or speaking to an usher at the back or an usherette. When you come into church, you just sit down from start to finish. So the pastor doesn't need you. My time was spirit. We didn't have rehearsals. I mean, a rehearsed service and a procedure. We just started and we didn't know when it will end. You know, Kenneth Higgins uh, talked about believers meetings. He said they knew when to start. But he didn't know when to finish. Where have you been? Eh? You've been around. Around. And that's good enough. You deceived me the first time I met you. And you left me hanging. You. <laughs> My, our girl Rookie is here all the way from Switzerland. Zurich. <laughs> Pastor Rookie, of whom we have much to say, but time. So several of these guys were in Fountain of Life, you know. So uh, with the great legendary Pastor Taiwo. He never became a reverend, didn't become a doctor. He just remained pastor. Very stubborn man. He said God didn't tell him to go around preaching, that his people will go, he should sit down. And he sat. Yes. And the people went. Yes. Very stubborn man. Yes. So, I remember one of those days, I'll tell you where I saw the anointing, so I'll tell you to go and listen to it, so that you can find yourself and company. I, I was coming from Winners, Winners, I used to travel from Ikoi here to Yanai Paja to go and worship with Tunde Bakari. I mean, with um, Bishop Oedipo, my father. How now? Bless you. I collected your energy today. 
You know, in the film of ninjas, when you kill a ninja, their energy enters you. So when I say I collected it, that means you are dead. <laughs> yeah, so I used to travel from Raymond Joku to Yanaipaja to go and worship, and then I'll come back. And Oedipo used to do four services. The fourth service was a Yoruba service. I liked it because it was more spiritual than all the other ones. I don't know Yoruba. At that time, I couldn't pick out anything. But there's something when he's singing. Muni baba toto bozuleo. And he would be dancing crazy. So I was, I was thinking, he must be saying something profound. So me too, I would stay for the fourth service. Then after the fourth service, I'd be looking for where next to go. So, you know, Pastor Tunde Joda then used to be at Ijora. And sometimes Tunde Joda, they will worship from morning or then around two, he will now get up. He has worshipped enough. And he will pick the microphone and now start another worship. Down at your feet, oh Lord, is the most. Now, Lagos was sweet that time, you know. And he will now teach till about five in the evening. So, and I've not eaten since Saturday at 10 o'clock. Then when he finishes... And then he does the final greetings, you know, and he fathered almost every major church, you know, in Lagos that is pioneered by apostolic, you know, pastors, ministers, people who can stand on their own. You know, Pastor TJ was the one. And then we will now come to Obalende, to Iamodinat. Evumi Iresi, Ten Naira, Ewa. Ten naira, abodi, ese babankano, imu, aha, eti. That's when you are looking for luxurious food. And then we will eat, and everybody was there. Miss Nigeria, all kinds of people, generals, just by Dodan, and she would sit down there and be serving food, and we will all eat. The small meals according to the size of your pocket. You know what I'm saying? Then we will now start strolling back home on foot. Now discussing all the services from the 6.30 service till... So one of those days, I waltzed through uh, towards Oregon. I decided, let me hear something else to add before I go to TJ. And I walked into household. Uh, Pastor Chris was a it was, yeah, novelty, so I like, he's the best, he's the only pastor in Nigeria, Pastor Chris Okoti, Jesus. If you go to his church, if you don't learn anything, you carry grammar. <laughs> and Jabez, I said, and Jabez <laughs> cried out from the miasma of the putridity. Then, you know, the cameras will turn on one, one woman that grinds pepper with her Ali Goguru, and they will focus on her, she will be smiling. 
I, I used to tell my wife, I say she got it. <laughs> and so we speak to the elemental spirits. I'm just sitting down, Pastor. I love him. He's the only one I watch on television. I can't watch anything again. He's my president. I'm telling you. I love him. You know? So, so I said, let me go to my president's church. Let me just catch some laughter and laugh all the way to Ijora. <laughs> and he has deep revelations. It's not a joke. I studied under Bob Yandian, some of the greatest teachers of the word of God. Yandian ran the Bible school for Kenneth Hagin for almost 30 years. You know, this day and age, people don't, like she told us now, you know, we're living sacrifices. You know? yeah. <laughs> So people don't sit down anywhere. They don't. Yes, we don't sit down anywhere. So when I got into church, if you know household, or I don't know how it has changed now, but there used to be this segment, one segment here and one wing there. So I came in through that door, and all the seats were empty. So it obviously was like his last service, and so most of the people concentrated in the front. And I just sat there. And when he sat, when I sat, he turned <laughs> and looked at me. I was like a sort of, and he said, can you imagine when people are walking into church? <laughs> we've poured out so much of the word of God. And we're just about to wrap, wrap up the message. And then some of you are just coming to church. And I just sat there and I smiled. As a Chris, you won't understand. <laughs> but I'm so excited to be in church. Then he became so upset. And he ushered in his wife, Pastor Tina. And he said to her that she has to come and speak and close the service because he doesn't even know what to do anymore with if these are his members. <laughs> and then I heard this grace. Because you see, we are sent to be students of graces. In the absence of it, we become students of people. So we easily become offended. Don't clap for me if you know me. Don't try it before your hand freezes. Yes. I'm not entertaining you. Even when I laugh, look at my eyes. They are stones. It's a snake. I came here to hunt, you know. Then I heard this grace, and the Lord said to me, that's what a mother in Israel sounds like. And I said to him, but there's no office like mother in Israel in the Bible. He said, because I didn't say it that way, it doesn't mean it's not there. Then I started a study on mothers in Israel. Just like Jesus said to Nicodemus, and thou being the teacher of Israel, not able to decode what I'm saying, God also has mothers. It's a grace. It's an ability to crush bone and make it into milk so the tender-throated can handle it. And yet to dispense it in the measure in which others can handle, give the mature bones to crush. 
It's a grace. That's what you were exposed to tonight. Forget about the fact that they are divorced. Go and Google her and look for messages that she spoke. You will hear the sound of a mother in Israel. I know it. You see, we are a generation of imbeciles that God is helping by the grace of God. And why did I say that? We don't know each other after the Spirit. And the scripture says, henceforth, don't attempt to know anybody after the flesh, but after what? I'll tell you a story. One day, um, Oral Roberts was to speak at a meeting. And Lester Sumrall, my pastor, sat. And um, his sons in the ministry, what's the name of that gentleman? Ross Parsley sat, sat on this side. And the other Norwegian son, he lives in Israel now, has been there for like 30 years, waiting for the end time. You know, some people are crazy. He left Norway and went and lived in Israel for 30 years because he was waiting for the end time. And Richard Roberts came on stage and he said, I'm sorry, tonight my father is not going to make the meeting because there's a terrible storm and he has just sent us to announce that he won't be able to make it. And Lester just bowed down his head. And so they were making provisions for other people to fill up the space for oral. And whilst the service was going on and they were shuffling and inviting other people upstage who would do other things, Lester hit his stomach and went, Ugh. it's like someone punched him and he bowed over. And so everybody, those besides him, asked him, Daddy, is everything all right? He said, oh, I can smell that anointing. I know it anywhere. Oral is in the house. Then they looked at themselves, plus his eldest sons. And they said, this is the problem we have with this old man. His son, 30 minutes ago, announced that the dad cannot make it. He's saying... I know that anointing anywhere. I can smell him. He's in the house. Then suddenly they saw shufflement on the stage and they brought his chair back. Because that time, you know, Archbishop Idahosa emulating people like Oral Roberts and the rest, they had Papa's chair. <laughs> so they had taken his chair away because he wasn't going to make the meeting. But they now brought the chair back. And then here is Oral entering the meeting and waving to the people. And a chair went up. And Lester said, I can smell that anointing. I know him. He's not talking about the man. He's talking about his spirit. He said he's in the house. So the storm had cleared. And they had took off. And while the announcement was going on, they had covered a lot of ground and even landed. And he came into the hall. And he began to teach. Then the young boys that were beside him were ashamed of themselves. When Peter was arrested in Acts of the Apostles, Nigel, they said prayer was continually made by the brethren. 
Now Peter came to the door, Bwega, after the angel brought him deliverance. And he went, bow, bow, bow. And the people were still praying. So they send a young girl, go and check out and find out who it is. And she opens, she asks, who is it? And she hears Peter's voice. Now, Piro was not, and you know, just a nobody. No, Piro was the guy. So she knew his voice, the authority of Peter. And he called her name. Now, out of shock, because the prayer meeting was going on, Lord set Peter free. Peter had been free. They were still praying, set Peter free. And the girl went and told them, it's Peter. He's at the door. The prayers have been answered. And you know what they said to her? Come on, get out of here. It is his angel. It's his spirit. We know it. So they knew each other's spirits. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. They were not clumsy Christians like us. You know. I was in school, in university, uh, A-levels now, in the 70s. And then I used to hear fellowships when they are praying. Oh, Lord, Delvan, Delvan, we call him here. Let him come and worship God. Let him sing for you. They would cry. That was the generation when people were weeping for your salvation. Not now. <laughs> We only ask you to get saved during service. But then they would call your name for months. So we left school. And around 1984, 85, I met this gentleman who was our friend then. He was a Muslim like rookie, and then got born again, and then wanted to burn the country. He would read Quran and disprove it. So Muslims nearly burned the country. So he had to go on exile. He's been in exile since then. And um, so I met him. I said, oh boy, how now? We gave him a guy named Popsy. I said, how are you Popsy? So he said, it's only you that can call me that name now. Because he was now a reverend. And I said, yeah. What's wrong with you just being Popsy? That's what you were. Jesus was Jesus till he died. <laughs> What's wrong with that? And then I said, I have news for you. He said, what? So I said to him, I'm born again. <laughs> and I'm even preaching. So we are pastors, me and you. <laughs> Whether you are an old Christian or a young Christian, nothing matters. Now, Pastor Delvan, you are pastor. Then he said to me, that's not news. So I said, who told you? He said, no, in 1978, when we were praying, in the room where history lectures used to hold at our A-levels. He said, the Lord told us that he had answered our prayer concerning you. We should stop praying for you. Sir, I froze. I didn't know there is a generation that prays and receives answer and stops. Then they picked up news. So he told me that we picked up your friend, Eugene. We started praying for him. Now that one was, I was bad, but that guy. <laughs> you know, in Jericho, all the bad guys in Jericho decided that the baddest of them all was Zacchaeus. He's not qualified to see Jesus. They are all thieves, but Zacchaeus, guy, he's the thiefest of them all. 
So when Jesus was passing, they actually blocked him. Police, yellow fever, APC members, they all blocked him. So Zacchaeus had to go round the <laughs> run out. Can you imagine if Tinubu decides your case is bad? Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> That's the commander-in-chief. I'm aware this is not my church, so I'm not going to say anything. I'm controlling myself. So that Pastor Mo can invite me again. God punish the devil. That was what they said, though. They told Zacchaeus, your condition is the world worst. So Zacchaeus had to run in front. Zacchaeus was a short, stocky man. How do we know? When he climbed the branch of that mango tree, the mango came down. <laughs> so Jesus just looked at him and said, Baba, Zaki, <laughs> come down. I'm really excited, Eva. Thank you. Thank you for blessing us. You know. Thank you. Thank you for pouring out like a mother in Israel. This is what Paul meant when he said, women shouldn't teach. Because if women get out of that fold where you are, they blunder, they injure, rather than build. That's why he said, let women teach at home. What he meant by at home is, let them bring their grace under, so they can esteem their husband. Their first husband is Jesus, not Mr. John. It's Jesus, subject to Jesus. Now, yesterday at prayer, we said something at the beginning, that prophecy, prophecy, and those of you who were not at the house yesterday, you should make sure you get that message yesterday. Now, prophecy is not a human effort to speak what will cause change in the natural atmosphere. That's not what prophecy is. You don't prophesy because, oh, you feel Nigeria is not okay. So let me speak where I want Nigeria to go to. That's not the purpose for prophecy. And so we gave the analogy for America, and I didn't conclude that thought, but I'll conclude it now. Several prophets prophesied that Trump was coming back to power, or he was coming back for a second term. Unfortunately, the Democratic lobby and the people who were going to sink if Trump came for a second term, they mobilized resources and did every magic they could do. Do you see the number of immigrants that are trooping into America now? It's because the Democrats want to change the demographics of the election. So come from anywhere and enter into America. So when it is time to vote, you just see votes coming from nowhere. Even at the detriment of the security of the United States of America, because no nation can compromise its territorial integrity. Every nation should defend itself. Even Zion defends herself. And immediately that election stood and Biden became president, prophets folded their ministries 
I was in America. And so the biggest voices, they are no more ready to prophesy. They felt they had made a big mistake. And of course, the media helped them. Now, you cannot be a prophet if CNN can intimidate you. You can't be a prophet of God. Ezekiel said, these people are stubborn. God said, I made your forehead like a flint. So when they knock you, you two knock them back. That's how a prophet is. Isaiah prophesied to the king and said to him, Manasseh, this is what will happen to you. You'll be led with a hook in your tongue. And your eyes will be plucked out and they will mutilate your bodies. And Manasseh put two thugs to guard Isaiah. He said, if his word comes to pass, because we know him, he's a rascal. Every time he speaks, his word comes to pass. He said, kill him in a special way. You thought Isaiah will be upset. Isaiah shouted back, and if you return, then I am not a man of God. And I am not spoken by God. That's what is called prophecy. It's not prophecy when your life is not at stake. <laughs> Prophecy, prophecy, prophecy is not declaring what you wish to see. It is actually speaking the mind of God to reveal the son and unveil the father. A prophet has no personal interest in the matter. Do you understand? I'm summarizing what she said. Because one of the things that our generations have lost is the ability to connect. Stand up, sir. Face that way. And I'm behind you. Honey, come behind me. That, that's my wife, so... Put your hand behind me. Now, this is what we do in every service. If somebody brings a direction in a song or in a prayer, whether you agree with it or not, you have to hook up to that direction and drive it to fulfillment. And the next person behind you, whatever they are asked to do, whether they are asked to take an offering, you don't come and talk about money because they said it's an offering. Without, I mean, and ignore the direction that has been laid down. You are not well. You are building your own kingdom. It has nothing to do with Jesus. In fact, this is the ministry that mutilates that mortifies, that covers Christ up and provokes the Father to jealousy. Sit down, Dad. I, I told you now, don't, don't clap for me. Because when Pentecostals don't want to retain a truth, they clap it away. That's why Pimo said to you, I, I listen, I'm a student. This is his church. It doesn't matter how old he is, how young he is, how many years he's been to. It doesn't matter how much money he has. If he gives you a direction, you listen. What did he say you should come? How did he say you should come tomorrow? We're giving you lunch, so don't worry about what you eat at lunch. So you can even come without breakfast, looking forward to the lunch. <laughs> but he said, as you do it, stir your heart and enlarge yourself and then bring a notebook. Because your heart cannot contain what is coming. So your notebooks will retain what you need to cross-check later. Oh, no. So you must listen to the leader in the house because he's the pastor. 
What he doesn't allow will not happen. It's what he allows that will happen. I love you, you know. I didn't tell you enough that time. So I'm telling you now, I love you. You're a great guy. Kiki, even you, you know I love you. It was love at first light. <laughs> because I just saw the light on your face. I just said, Jesus, I love this girl. Bless you. I love several people, you know. But you, even with your beard and mustache, I still, I still love you. We have to learn to build precept upon precept, line upon line, a little here and a little there. That's how we must build. That's how the kingdom is built. So I was amazed. From New York to California, every prophet shut down their prophetic ministry. I mean, they didn't close it down, but they were no more speaking for God. They were whispering because CNN said, just like in Nigeria here, a DJ just got tired one day and he said Doesn't, that there's nothing like tithes in the church of Jesus Christ. A DJ. And, and the pastors didn't have an answer. And if it was just that they didn't have an answer, it would have been okay. But they didn't have an answer and they shut down talking about it to explain it. Listen, are you married? Yes. Okay, good. I want to ask you a question. Is it good for husbands to bless their wives? I'm, I'm not talking of spiritual blessing. I mean, kulele. Is it good? Very good. Eh? Very good. Did you hear the way you said it? With an attitude. Very good. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? When a husband blesses his wife, should he trumpet it on the street? No. Why? No need. Yeah, yeah, but would, if your husband gave you a gift and came out and told us in church, what would upset you? It's personal. Please, this girl, she's going to heaven. <laughs> Did you hear what she said? It's what? In fact, if it is personal, it is sacred. Do you understand me? If I give you a gift, it's sacred. Nobody needs to break in into our conversation. Make you leave I'm so, so The way we did The way we did play We did badu and so, so now the way we day, the way we day play. Nine songs just they turn me, turn me around. The one I wanna be with, be with. Nine music just they turn me, turn me around. The one I wanna be with, be with. Sometimes, if you see me giving him too much offerings on his service, and I'm peeling out all the notes in my pocket, dollars, naira, and just worshiping him, 
Even if it upsets you, make you live and so, so, not the way we did, the way we did play, we did bad and so, so, not the way we did, the way we did play, now him word just they turn me. Turn me around, the one I wanna be with, be with. Now your spirit just they turn me, turn me around, the one I wanna be with, be with. Now in blessing just they turn me, hey, turn me around. The one I want to be with, be with. If you see me in church on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, three times a day, and it is op- oppressing you and irritating you, make you leave and so Not the way we did, the way we did play. We did bad and so another ah, way we did the way we did nine swag just they turn me ah turn me around it's the one I want to be with be with nine glory just they turn me ah turn me around and the one I want to be with, be with. We did bad and so. Now the way we did, the way we did play, we did bad and so. Just they turn me, turn me around. The one I want to be with, be with. And I am bread, just they turn me. They turn me, turn me around. It's the one I want to be with. Be lily, lily, live. I'm so make you leave. I'm so ah, ah, ah. not the way we did. Me and I, the way we did, we just did bad. I'm so.
If you see me loving my wife too much, I buy her human hair, buy her Brazilian hair tomorrow, I buy her gold and silver. If you think I'm overdoing it, make you leave her so. deserve it. Make you live on Matter. 
what you think about it is sacred. Don't even violate it. A DJ cannot legislate my relationship with my lover. It doesn't have to make sense to you. If, if the pastor like make it rich, now my business. Now the way me and them, they play. is our game. So there are idiots who have stopped giving to the work of God because of such words that people have spoken. Uh, pastors are just building. It's not your business. The shrine for Ikorodu, the Babadaya is building with the proceeds that come from the shrine. Okija feeds her priests. But when it comes to this shrine, this oracle, these stones, it's me and him. I'm not here to buy a car. He knows. I didn't get born again to get rich, Pimo. He knows. You know why? Before I got born again, I had access to money. The real problem that made me come to Christ was that money had me. I came to him to explain to me how to handle what comes. I'd have been a mischievous fool if I didn't have Jesus. I didn't know what to do with money, with girls, with boys, with people. Every relationship was my opportunity to exploit. Now I'm a shepherd. I give. I give my wife, I give my children, I give my money, I give my, I give my people, I train people, I give them. can't give a dog swear to sell, even if you are mad. The dog will eat it and then sit down with a fat stomach looking at you and thinking how kind you are. It doesn't understand economics. You can't give pussycat fish and milk to sell. You are not okay. My mother mistakenly gave me puff puff to sell. The business died. Business capital, profit, tight, and everything. I buried it. From that day, the only thing she gave me to sell was firewood. Because I can't do anything with the firewood. It's sacred. No, 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 no. You don't understand. I'm not a regular Christian. I didn't go to Bible school. That's not why I'm a pastor. I don't think theology. If you ask me, why did I do that to my wife? I ask you, what's your business? That's even if I'm kind towards you. Normally, I just walk out on you. How is it going to help you? So when they say the finishing generation, I don't know what you came for. But she already served it to us in a fried chicken package. You know that takeaway. So it's been already trimmed. There's a little rice, little spaghetti, little salad, little, then chicken on top, 
then uh, ketchup wrapped in foil paper, in case you like ketchup, you get what I'm saying? She's already packaged it. I'll give you a knife and fork. Because I asked the Lord today, what does Pastor Moses want me to say? Because I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a philosophical preacher. I don't preach what people preach now. I'm not a fad. No, I'm original. And I'm arrogant about it. I like to say what I heard from God. Not what I heard you heard that God said. I like to say that. And I'm rude about it. I'm a rude boy. You know how the Jamaicans say it? A rude boy. Yeah, when it comes to speaking for God, I say what he says. What excites me is when I serve an original word from God. And I've checked it and it tallies with what the prophets said. Then he said to me, Pastor Moses wants us to talk about the finishing generation. I said, yes. He said, so ask the people tonight, which generation was not a finishing generation? Even the starting generation was a what? When they told Adam and Eve in the garden, her seed will crush your head and you will bruise his heel. Adam thought the next child they give birth to will be the seed. That's they were the finishing generation. They thought he told us, so she got pregnant and Adam said, the word of the Lord has come to pass. They gave birth to Cain, gave birth to Abel. Cain kills Abel. And then, so they lost the two children the same day. Cain killed Abel because he left the presence of God. So they didn't have Cain, they didn't have Abel. And the Bible says, and they had another child, Seth. And Seth became the father of Canaan. Canaan became the father of Mahalal. Mahalalel became the father of Jared, Noah, Enosh. Do you understand me? They tell you they are genealogies. So they were a finishing generation. They also held conferences and said to themselves, we are what? I'm going to finish it. No generation ever served God without expecting to finish it. Daniel said to the angel that was speaking to him, bring these things now, let's do it. And the angel said, come on, Daniel. You will die and be numbered amongst your brethren. There's another generation coming. What do you think Daniel was saying? We're able to finish it. Peter, this is what Peter says in 2 Peter. He says we were in the holy mountain with him. And we saw the glory he received from heaven. A cloud came and enveloped us, a bright cloud. And in that mist, we saw Moses and Elijah pouring into him the law and the prophets. They were agreeing in him. You see, there's nothing that was ever done that didn't agree with God. He's never been subject to your psychological mediocritic changes and philosophical uh, whatever. Never been subject to it. He doesn't change. Come to me and I'll come to you.
to you But stay away from me yeah, And I'll be far from you He's not going anywhere He hung on the cross So he can't even answer a call He can't respond to a text Even if anything, anything emergency was happening He can't leave he has already proven to you that his love has arrived at a fixed place. It is you now that determines. If you are far away from him, it's you. If you are near him, it's you. He's sat on the throne. That's why he had a whole book of revelations. And to him that is sat on the throne. He's going nowhere. The only time he moves on the throne is when he opens his hands to receive you. Stephen said, I see him. According to the word of the Lord. Now, Peter said, although we saw these things and we heard the voice that came from the most excellent glory saying, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased, hear ye him. He said, when we returned after he left, we have now discovered that no, 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 no. Whether there is a manifestation, a sign or not, you must hold on to the more sure word of prophecy. So the words that were spoken were truer than the physical being with you in a conference. That's what they were saying. Jesus said himself, henceforth, we don't know any man after the flesh, but after... Okay, is that you? Jesus. How many years? My goodness. The finishing generation is a mentality, Edom. It's a spirit. <laughs> Everyone that meets Jesus understands the haste of the spirit. It's a burden. You read Isaiah, the burden of the Lord for the wilderness, the burden of the Lord for Egypt, the burden of the Lord for Assyria, the burden of the Lord for the animals of the wild places. It's the burden. It's a burden. It's a burden. If you meet God, you would feel that everything he said is now or never. An intensity will come upon you. That's why every time I'm confused, I drop the matter because God is not in it. You cannot walk with God and then direction will be difficult. If you don't know direction, it means shut up and relax. You're wasting your time. You're huffing and panting for nothing. Because if God speaks, every orifice on your skin will open. Every hair on your body, from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet, will stand at attention. Okay? If we see a snake here now, Kiki, the speed with which these guys take off, you won't even wait to ask, what is it? The next time you will stop to talk, you'll be at law school. It happened to us one day. We went for a party at the army depot. When you are going, you pass through a cemetery, Muslims and Christians. The Muslims, sometimes they bury in a hurry, so they steal a little bed sheet outside. Now, in the, when you see it in the afternoon or evening, you are able to walk through. Do you understand me? So we were returning. And all of us passed through the cemetery. We saw the Besito earlier on. <laughs> then our friend stopped 
to urinate. And then we were still, you know, you're drunk. So we were just gisting. And we continued and reached the gate. It's a small gate. And we opened the gate and stood by the road. The road is called Cemetery Road. We know this thing in the afternoon. Do you get what I'm saying? You know in your room, you know the room. Then they take light and suddenly, ha, you just see monsters, gargoyles. And, but you know the room one minute ago. So we stood out there waiting for him. He later told us the story. Because what we saw was a hurdler hurdling over the fence. And he was, fly, he was running in the air. So nobody... Eh? We passed him. When we reached Dogombauti in Zaria, we stopped. Then we said, oh, why now? What do you see? That's what the world is waiting for, to see on your face the convictions. They won't wait to be taught. Your look is their teacher. They will run in the direction you are going to, and they will reach the destination you are going to. Even if it is with injuries, they will get there. And they will be thanking you because the terror on your face and instructed them that something terrible is behind. That was what shifted the nations under John the Baptist. He didn't look normal. Hey, hey! The people say, calm down, speak like a normal pastor. <laughs> speak like normal pastors. All the pastors here, they even tell us in 30 minutes, I'm going to share the word of God. And as a way of introduction, let's turn to the book of Nahum. <laughs> so they wanted John to talk like that. What John saw was a trailer, Dangote, with excess luggage of cement, and it was falling. And you want him to tell you, see trailer, you will die. No, at that time you can't speak. You just speak a new language. It is your terror that educates this man to now even go beyond you. That's how one generation must praise him to another. The praise is terror. So my friend told us that when he was urinating, he heard <laughs> So he continued urinating. Then he heard again <laughs> So from the corner of his eye, you know that darkness is wicked. It has creative abilities. It creates things. So he saw, you know, Michael Jackson's, you know, you know, thriller. Do you understand me? Then at the corner of his eye, he saw that white bed sheet. And he created a conjurance out of it that whatever is there has risen up and is coming for him. So the third time he heard, hey, it was wind blowing a piece of paper. I'm telling you, he, he hurdled over the fence. We didn't ask him, oh boy, what did you see? Where are you running to? What is happening? We didn't think about our numbers. 
We just had to get out of there. My brother was sleeping with his, was in bed with his wife. And his wife hit him and said, Edom, Edom, there's a man in our parlor. Thief. When Edom woke up, he said to her, you this girl, you won't kill me. You know why? The door is made of iron. You know those doors, old doors with glass in between, glass cubes? That's the kind of door. They have three lock points and he has put three padlocks. Then he got a welder to create another lock point diagonally and they put a bar so he can lock the side. Do you understand me? Then he himself manufactured something just in case you are a spirit and you defeat my door. He put an iron bucket with empty needle can on top with spoons inside so that if you push the door, you hear then you run away. So in his mind, he was looking at this girl. I will beat you one day. You just be disturbing somebody from sleeping. Who can overcome those four locks? Remove the bar. And then hit the bucket. And we didn't hear. And then he didn't run away. So he stood up with his sleepy eyes. Now, Hausa thieves are very basic thieves. They come naked. And they wear leather tongues. Then they will rub oil and charcoal. So when you see them, you think they are spirits. Then when you catch them, put, put, put out your hand, you will slide out of your hand. <laughs> you understand me? That, that's, so you know that the thief is a coward before he came to your house. So Adam came and he opened the curtain and he saw this black, you understand me? Thing is a being standing there. So suddenly he woke up. Now he had many questions for the being. How did you break the first padlock? The second one, the third one, the fourth one, and you remove the bar without any noise, and you hit the bucket, and there's no, how? Are you a spirit or a man? He wanted to ask all those questions together. Immediately he saw the man just shouted, You know, the thief ran away. He shouted. So after they had woken the neighborhood and everybody came and it was clear the thief didn't steal anything, but he broke through Shah. Then the wife then asked him, Eden, which language? (laughs) Which language did you speak to the thief? You're a Calabar man. That doesn't sound like Calabar at all. Do you understand it? When you see it, you enter into the spirit of stammer. Moses said to God, you can't send me to Pharaoh because since you spoke to me, my tongue just lost control. The finishing generation is a tradition, is a spirit. It's the culture of a people. They've lost their own. 
and they've gained his own. There's a way I used to say it, that the only reward and the greatest reward that can suffice for your worshiping Jesus is to have him. That's the gift he will give you. He'll give you himself. Maybe we'll get time to do the letters to the seven churches. It's to him that overcometh, I will give a white stone in which is written a name which only he that receiveth it knows. Your wife can't know. Your husband can't know. Your children can't know. Your grandfather cannot know because it's your personal operating system. It's your POS. Only you will operate like that. And believe me, he's rich enough to have personal operating systems for every single one of us. So that's what the finishing generation is. It's for you to enter into that modicum of operation, that kind of operation, no matter how tiny your bit is. But you can look back and see, this is how Abraham, Sarah, Isaac, Jacob, the prophets, and Jesus did it. And I'm, what I'm carrying is anchored. They don't have to tell you to fast. In fact, it's the height of idiocy for a pastor who puts up this kind of program you have to have to tell you, let us wait as we come. <laughs> don't wait now. You know, that's the last crusade in the Bible. Revelations 22. He that is wicked. Continue being wicked. That those are the last evangelists. He that is holy. Continue to be holy. He says, me too. I'm continuing. I'm coming with my reward. The world is about to see the terror of the Lamb. Because it's an army that is coming. But it's not an army that will be begging you to give your life to Christ. They will be telling you, you don't want to give him, go to hell. That is, it's a judgment generation. It's coming. Some people have withheld their support for ministry. Because they think they are punishing you. Somebody said to me, what right do you have to, to not be business-like with your ministry? And you expect others to sponsor it. He said it to me, not in those words, but I'm a spiritual man. That was what I heard. He's just a young boy, 35, made a few millions, thinks he's the new kid in town. No, the whole book of Ezra, Eva, was written because pastors left preaching and went to farming and business to fend for themselves. And Ezra got the whole nation to repent. People had even married women and men that they had no business marrying just because they were considering the economic advantage. Ezra said, you are mad. A Levite cannot work to run the ministry. And a Levite is only as rich as all of you become. Because then it is the product of his ministry. And you must come back to honor God. If you have anything for God, you must give it to his priests. 
If the priest is not your priest, you are the one that is at fault. Because he told you in scripture, take your tithe to the place where I place my name and worship me. So it's your responsibility to find home. If you don't know the voice of the spirit, you should cry for help. You should get where you can be taught to find it. Joel and the prophets prophesied that there's a valley called the valley of Baca, the valley of Akor, the place of weeping, the place of separation. That's where we are at, at this conference. You, are, you have dropped into the valley where you have to make up your mind and speak, I'm going with you or I'm not. You must say it. So if you need a hand to walk in yours let my hand go with you if you need a friend to talk with you let me be the one when the road is rough and the going is tough oh Lord I'll still ride with you At the end of the day When all is said and done I'll still be your man forsakes you and I'm the last man standing then so be it Lord I'll still stand with you see the tide is rising higher and higher yeah I'll still sail with you when all is said and done at the setting of the sun, yes, I'll still be your man. When the going is rough and the road is tough, oh Lord, I'll still ride with you. Shubidup, shubidup. that came from Eva. I want you to get up from where you are. 
because this is the time you do it. When you come and say to him, if I'm the last man standing, then so be it. I'm waiting to receive you. On behalf of Jesus. There's no posing in that matter. Some of you, the veil was torn. And you saw your destination for the first time. And some of you, for another time. But more clearly than ever. The tide is the rising higher and higher. I want to sail with you, yeah. When all is said and done at the setting of the sun, Lord, I would still ride with you. If the world forsakes you, and I'm the last man standing Oh, I'll still stand for you The tide is arising Higher and higher I just want to sail with you I want you to come Bow the knee and kiss the sun, lest he be angry and you'll be cut off in the way. Drop whatever you are doing and just come. Nobody is disgracing you. He is grace. He can only decorate you. You are making up your mind and you are saying, you're saying, I am the one. Should be the I'm waiting. sitting beside someone and you have a witness they ought to come out you should be in prayer this is the finishing generation if you need a heart where you can hide your word in here's my heart oh lord You need a voice to speak for the hopeless in the earth. Let me be the one. If the world forsakes you and you're the last man, here I am, a last man standing. Let it be, oh Lord. When all is said and done. Setting of the sun, Lord, I'll still walk with you. Yeah, I'll still walk with you. Oh, Lord, I'll still walk with you. Oh, I'll still stand with you. Upon Zion's hill. I'll still stand with you.
these three people here who are saying to the Lord, because you heard him rebuke you, you have left your first love. And you know it's time to reconnect. You have pursued everything and it turned to dust in your hands. You have done your way, your will, your bidding, and it has produced only emptiness. And tonight you know he's asking you one time, one more time. When Saul of Tarsus met him one more time, Saul didn't reject him. Saul capitulated. He said, you cannot kick against the goads, which means God had been goading Saul. You once knew him. You have tasted of the good power, the good word of God and the powers of the age to come. But you followed wind. And tonight you are saying, Lord, the terror of the Lord has captured my heart. Don't go away. I want you to come out. I did it. And that's why you listen to me now. <laughs> what lies ahead of you is toxic. More powerful than anything you have ever imagined. Come. Don't lose that heritage. There are two other people. You've always come into God's presence enjoying the music, the worship, and the things that we have to offer and picking connections in his presence. So you have only used him as an occasion for your own personal increase. And tonight, you know that time is up. You have eaten enough from Zion's table. It's time to decide who is going to be the Lord of your soul. I want you to come out. I'm calling them so that you will know that he's speaking specifically to you. I hear one of you say, but do I have to come out? Are you not just trying to humiliate me? These are human schemes. They won't work on me. It's a lie. When you love, when you fall in love, you express it. You walk in its direction. If it's a girl, you, if you could, you put her on your watch and put her on a, a, a whatever on your neck and wear her as a heart so the world will know I'm in love. If it's a boy, you'll do the same. When you won and you got a degree, you called everyone to your convocation. You advertised it on Instagram and on Facebook and on every page. It's natural. When you love, you bend over. I ask you to come. It's your Messiah that's calling, not me. I have no assignment for you. And tonight, if you believe God for a fresh anointing and outpouring of the Spirit, and you heard him say, I'm going to give you latitude, longitude, depth, height in this conference, lift up your hands, two of them, wherever you are. You know that this is what God is going to do for you in this conference. Then do it. So while some of you are coming, those of you who are not coming, I mean, lift up your hands straight. He's not your mate. Don't put it beside your ears. He's the king of kings. That's not how people receive a new voice. You've been exposed to what I would call a mother in Israel. No movement, please. Don't despise the spirit and the atmosphere, except you are coming to the front. Let's not subject the spirit of God to chicanery. If the Lord calls out your case, respond to it. I'm not more righteous than you. I'm here to receive from the Lord. 
Now mantles are falling. Buttons are being handed out. Fire is falling with your name on it. Kicking your hands up, up, up. Never go to him with hands lowered. Go to him in honor. If you are coming, come. Like I said, just come to the altar. It's not for my personal uh, whatever. Before I left the room, before I came from Kaduna, I knew he had anointed me for this service. So it doesn't validate what I carry. Okay, I said, lift up your hands to the air. It's to him. Show him you know he is. And he's a rewarder of all who diligently seek him. Let's stop this phony Christianity. Let's dip into something. What's called the finishing generation. It's always been the temperament of all who walk with God. Walk with a passion. Abraham gave his son. That's insanity. It's madness. The three Hebrew boys were thrown into the fire and they refused to renounce and recant the king. And those who threw them in died, but they were free. Some of you have received a ministry for the first time. You have heard God say to you, would you go for me? I said, no movement. I don't care who it is. Don't, if they come to that door, tell them to go back. There's nothing you are carrying that gives you the right to violate the atmosphere. It's the atmosphere of the spirit. And men fasted, waited, cooked it. Receive your voice. Receive a register that is yours. You receive it by faith. You don't have to feel goosebumps. You receive it by faith. It's your personal operating system between you and God. Hands don't have to be laid on you. He's already laid his own hands upon you where you are. It's a cloud. It's dew. It's a rain. It's an outpour. It's upon you now. There's a new sound coming out of Lagos. That's why he gathered us. I have news for you. Better people than you have conjured conferences and he came and spoke but they refused to do it that's why he's bypassing them to come to you you don't qualify for it you don't deserve it it's his choice it's election so this conference is a teaching conference but it's also a bequeathal of legacy it's an unveiling of the son who reveals the father and unlocks heaven so the spirit is poured out upon us from on high. This conference is a lifting of your feet to a higher pedestal, a new platform, a new platform, so you can walk there. Don't make any mistake. The worst people that you knew their secrets who are beside you will be the cutting edge of what God is doing in this age. It will be an upturning of the cart. Believe me. That's the expectations of God in this conference. Some will lose their voice and some will gain his voice. Don't let anybody deceive you and don't be left out. It's him walking in our midst and he's like dew and like rain. Tender 
so that in the places where you, you need tender touches, he falls on you like dew. But violent, so that when you need an overwhelming outpour, he comes like rain. I'm asking you to come. There's only one person here, but I mentioned five specifically. Three who are the ministry and pursued the wind and testify that there's nothing in it. They've only lost their peace. And for you, child of God, the government will be upon his shoulder. With these hands laid on your shoulders, your rank is restored. Your operations are rekindled. What you lost has been given. The former has been given. And the new has been given. And even the latter has been given. From today, you will walk in the power of the age to come. In yesterday's anointing and in today's grace. Every promise of God is restored to you. He said he will do it in the first month of your obedience. This step you took is the first month. You are fully restored. The seniority you, you lost is re restored. And your voice is open. In this plow that you put these hands upon, you must not retract anymore. The grace to continue he has given you. The government is upon your shoulder. And you, my daughter, you are not disregarded. You are known of me, saith the Lord. In his throne, everyone is shouting glory because of you. Because of you. Your joy is restored. Everlasting songs are upon your head. You are the return of the Lord. Every day you will wake up returning to give him thanks and praise. Out of this hand, horns of light. The creative power of God will flow out. Is the hiding place of his power. I bless you. Thanks for listening to this message from the Hills Church. Our mission is to love people, connect with family, and touch the world. Learn more on our website at www.ecclesiahills.org or email us at hello at ecclesiahills.org. 